no, red flag. Why don't you have social media? What are you hiding? Why don't you want people to find you? Any social media, yes. I'm talking about like if you have Instagram and Snapchat, but you don't have Facebook. I don't okay. think that's a big uh, deal. Yes. But yeah, if you have nothing, if you're totally off the grid. You're a walking dildo you, and red flag. You're a wild card. It's Western and Bitsy. Oh my God, you are so annoying. Hey guys, welcome back to yet another amazing, beautiful mm, mm, episode. I don't know what that was. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Happy Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whenever you're listening to this, because it is a good day. Why, you say? Because you're listening to PSA. PSA and Weston was just so mean to me about my singing voice. So he constantly bullies me. Like at home, I wake up and he'll just like how he wakes me up as he wakes me up and goes, "You're not very pretty and you're not very smart." And then he just walks oh, out of the room. I had to start retaliating because I would walk in from a long day at work or a long day of travel or from the gym, which takes a lot of courage for me. And she'll just look <laughs> at me, not say a word, and say, "You don't have any friends." <laughs> or if I'm venting about one of my friends, she'll go. You know, I'm your only true friend. I'm your only real one. And I'm <laughs> That's like, am, not true. am I being, um, what's it called? Uh, Stockholm syndrome? Because I live with you. And it's like, oh, she's right. Got, gotta be nice to her. She's my only friend. <laughs> I, You don't have any friends. Sweetie. The reason I did bully you, though. So y'all probably don't know this because we've never published it and you don't want us to. But to get ourselves like pumped up before every episode, we sing our little jingle, the Weston and Bitsy jingle that you hear at the <laughs> beginning. And... She hit a pitch <laughs> that only dogs could hear. However, I had headphones on, so it was piercing. The, if there was a mirror in the room, it would have cracked. He ripped his fed headphones off, but didn't stop singing. Like, it didn't stop him from singing. No, I had to balance it out. It was like a battle of good versus evil. And I just had to really go as loud as I could to just, you know, get all that... Um, untalent out you're so mean to me <laughs> you're a bully and a cheat <sighs> and a homosexual <gasps> how dare you're a straight <laughs> no guys we have to stop straight shaming Ugh, those straights <laughs> weston constantly shames me for being straight you you chose to be a breeder you made that choice i know you will ne- you won't stop me from reminding reminding me of it <laughs> How was your day today? Did you survive? Uh, I slept every chance I got. Um, if there was any time between a meeting, I just would waltz over, close my eyes. If anyone caught me, I would say, oh, I was praying. And then they, <laughs> then, then what did I say? Don't interrupt my prayers. So it was a good day, though. And I've been super excited to get back in the studio. Back where on I, the Where I feel at home, where I feel most comfortable. Most yourself. I saw something that really upset me today. What happened? Well, I unfortunately, like, I've tried hiring someone to, like, fill up my gas and stuff. And, like, I always ask Oscar, my beautiful dog, like, hey, while I'm doing this, will you go fill up the gas tank? Will you Mm -hmm. finally do something to help in this relationship? Because you never do. Right. You pay for his health care, too. Exactly. I think he has an eye infection right now, so I'm going to have to take him to the vet. Probably from looking at you. That's so... (laughs) That's so... Actually, you know what's so funny, Weston, is it's like he has pink eye and he spent all day with you when you worked from home in bed. 
And uh, I know how we can't get into the parts again, okay? That was just, okay, we can't. Sorry. Regardless, so I was filling uh, up my own gas, which is upsetting. I've, like, tried using the dating apps like Bumble, Hinge, mm-hmm. everything, just to find someone who will do these basic tasks for me. But no one will. And this guy opened up a Twinkie and then threw the trash out the window after he was done picking up. Just or on doing the ground. His hand, just on, his gra- on the ground after he was gun- done gassing up and just drove away. And I was like, people still do that? What generation? Definitely a baby boomer. Because millennials are just too um, earth savvy, I would say, to do that. And I, you know what I would recommend doing as long as... Actually, even if it's not safe, you have to stand up for Mother Earth. Go pick up that Twinkie wrapper, run as fast as you can, and throw it back in the car and see how he likes it. He wouldn't like it, but also I, it would not have been safe for me to do so. Yeah, people are crazy. But, right. I mean, guys, littering, first of all, there's a reason it's illegal. Because it's harmful. I know. And on concrete, and it was plastic, nothing's biodegradable about that. Well, I'm having trouble concentrating because I'm still picturing Oscar gassing up your car. Oh, but the, he would be he, so cute But doing he would it. need thumbs to do it. I know. That's like his one problem is he doesn't have opposable thumbs. Yeah. Because he really, you know, we always say we wish he had thumbs or could speak English, but he really doesn't need the, he doesn't have to be able to talk. No, he just needs thumbs, but he just, he never, those never grew on him and never came in. That's his biggest flaw. And that's his only flaw. And that's why Oscar is single. As to why we are single, I still don't know. I honestly have no idea. And... I can't help but think that maybe p- this podcast might be warding people off. No. You know what? If they can't handle the limelight, then they can't handle us. You're so right. Because we are so in this, the limelight. With all of our five followers. Our, our five, five listeners. Our five listeners. Andy Cohen just banging down our door and we're like, Andy, not Bravo, not today. Yeah, he's like, hey, would you guys like to do a reality show? And we're just like, no. We're like, sorry, VH1's more our speed. Yeah. Oh, Bad Girls Club. Exactly where I would be. I think we've gotten into this before. We have. Okay. We do We do have to remind our listeners of something. What? Guys, rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, of course. Follow us on Instagram at PSA Podcast. Visit us on our website at www.psapodcast.com. And of course, please send us your questions at hello at psapodcast.com. Where everything is kept anonymous. And you know what sounds like a lot of fun, Weston? What? Opening up a question? Oh, opening up a question would be so fun. But before we get there, something that would be even more fun is if while our beautiful listeners are listening, they take a little screenshot and share it to their Instagram story. That sounds like a good time. No. Oh, Sign yes. me up for that. Please share it to your Instagram story. Tell a friend, tell a foe. Put we it, don't care who you tell as long as you're telling them. Put it on your grinder profile. Steal the mic the next wedding reception you're at and announce it. Um, Any microphone you get, actually. Like, yeah. even like if you're just at a bar, steal you, that microphone from the DJ. If you're bored, go ahead and print off flyers and go start stapling them to lamp posts and light posts. Yeah. I mean, all of these things are, like, very easy that you guys can do to help us out so we can quit our corporate jobs. Trust me. it's I'm, My talent and my mental psyche is wearing thin when it comes to corporate America. I'm not oh very God. good at it. The bare minimum is where I'm at. <laughs> it of really is. It is. I know, Weston. <laughs> I know you. I mean, it was it was never like I did great, but <laughs> you always you always pass by though. Yeah, it's like my work ethic is just to get by. I've never been an above and beyond type of person on anything really, <laughs> except for the stuff you're passionate about. 
yeah, Taco Bell. As he says this, guys, and he's literally drinking a Baja Blast right now. And when I say drinking, I mean slurping. Guys, they have. They have. If you are a Taco Bell fan, it's on the dollar menu. Uh, Soft, spicy potato tacos. I mean, it fucks you up. It takes you to the next planet. Like, that's my new sexuality is Taco Bell soft, uh, spicy potato tacos. Is that vegetarian? It is vegetarian. (gasps) Hey. It's delicious. But the thing is, I don't even miss the meat, which is saying a lot for me. Because you know how I am with my meat. I like it. I like beefy Frito burritos and chicken. Quesadillas. Penises. Peanuts. Okay. So this has been fun. Um, Enough with our lives and all that, you know, boring shit. Yeah. Let's read. Let's start off with a listener question. We got a question from someone and she asks, what is the acceptable window of time to confirm a date? Your opinion. Like the date was decided, but no actual place or time. Just stopping really quick. This happens to me all the time where guys like, let's get drink some time. And you're like, okay, Friday. And then like radio silence. She goes on. He adds me on Snapchat and sends a million Snapchats and says sweet things. But I don't want to get too emotionally in- involved too soon. So I suggested meeting. And he's like, yeah, Monday or Tuesday. And I said Monday since, of course, I had had plans the other day and he keeps up the Snapchat stuff and today, which was Monday at the time, their time of the date, I say, so I'm seeing you tonight, right? And nothing. So I'm not sure whether to be annoyed or to think that he's trying to come up with some grand date plan of where to get drinks or if he's hungover and having last minute anxiety, we can relate to that, or if he's just a flake. I mean, the guy likes his selfies. I just don't get why you would want to carry on over Snapchat if the ultimate goal is to get laid. Being very base here, but let's be real. How is he going to do that behind a screen? She goes on that she ended up messaging him again and um, and sent him a nice note and saying it's okay if he isn't up for it. And then he said, no, I just have dinner with family, so it'll have to be late. Okay. What do you think? the expectation is when it so a guy you you say you suggest meeting a guy in person Mm -hmm. he's only contacting you over snapchat one annoying as fuck you can't make something that permanent that you are only messaging me on snapchat stop yeah i mean literally too permanent the premise of snapchat is that it gets deleted and it's gone (laughs) that's like immediate red flag when someone's Mm -hmm. only contacting me via snapchat and then you suggest meeting, and he's like, yeah, Monday or Tuesday. And you say Monday. And then he has plans with his family, and he can't meet until later. Then why would you even put Monday out there as a possibility? Or at least say, I could do later at Monday. From the beginning, you should yeah, say, from the hey, later. And then day of, which I have talked about, my biggest annoyance is date confirmation. If they're not confirming, you're just not going. That's like the the what I have come to when he is mm-hmm. making an excuse day of of why it has to be later. No, I'm not going, yeah. you know, as long as that. Yeah. If that expectation wasn't set and if it doesn't work with your schedule, then yeah, it's just going to be a no. Like, it's a no for me. That's the whole thing is it's coordinating. And if you don't, if you've never met these, this person before and you, or you don't know that person that will, you don't know what their schedule's like. Some people are work, gym, bed every day. Some people are work and then hang out with friends and then bed. Some people, you know, everyone just has different schedules. So that's where being an adult and coordinating, especially communicating, communicating, dare I say this in this guy, in his case, he's the one 
the offer the date, so he should be putting in some effort to coordinate it. I think that very soon, like right after you ask, I think that's when you need to start setting something up. You know, if I've had cases where I was going out of town or they were going out of town, and so usually we'll say, let's text, let I'll hit you up whenever you get back in town, and then we'll coordinate something. But as a rule, if someone says, I want to take you out, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I would like that. And then they ask, when are you free? You give them your options, and then they go from there. Yep, that's how like, it goes. That's, I think that's so normal. And then the day of, typically I would say sometime in the afternoon there needs to be, or before, some sort of communication about, hey, I'm looking forward to tonight. And if you're, you know, if something comes up or plans change, the earlier you communicate that, the better. If you're if supposed to meet at 7 and it's 5.30 and you text and say, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it, it's like, no, you need to let me know up front. Totally. Yeah. And I'm letting like, everyone know up front right now. I'm going to be 30 minutes late. Always. But the, like the first question, when should you decide on a date? I think whenever you're like messaging someone and if it's from Bumble or Hinge, you need to set up a date like ASAP. Like I'm not trying to have an, a pen pal. I want I want a date set up. If we're having a good conversation, literally – and, and we match on, mm-hmm. like, let's say, like, we match, like, Thursday at 5 p.m. If we aren't, like, on the way to a date on Friday, I'm not messaging you any longer because that's exhausting for me. And I I can't keep doing this. Like, I'm not going to keep Absolutely. messaging you for eternity. So set up a date as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I think a misconception, or this is just my opinions, but I think a misconception is that you get to know someone over Bumble or Tinder. No, you don't get to know them there. That's how you figure out that you want to get to know them. So once you match, you already met your basic requirements to be interested in someone. Meet up and that's when you get to know them. Don't get to know them over the app. That's no. just that's and just the initiator. That's the initiator and also you have to remember this person's also getting to know 50 other people for all you know. You right. they could be matching with everyone. I mean, move to a date as soon as possible. When a guy like I'm not kidding you guys, one of the biggest red flags to me is when a guy wants to move to Snapchat and is only Snapchatting me. Mm-hmm. Like that's I'm like dropping red flag after red flag after red flag because he is someone who a text is too permanent for him, so he's going to Snapchat. Why won't he do things that are permanent? Like, why is it only things that go away? He's not someone who wants a commitment because he, he can't even commit to text you, yeah. so he can only Snapchat you. Let alone a date. Exactly. Like, that's just, it's a, it's a no. I agree. I think that, like you said, Snapchat is a red flag. Or if someone's not willing to get off the apps very soon, I totally get not giving out your number. Typically, I will go on a date before I give them my number. But if someone's just wanting to use some other form other than texting, such as Facebook Messenger, I think, what are you hiding? Because exactly. someone, you're scared someone's going to look at your text messages. So I, and I think this guy is a red flag for the Snapchat reasons, for the fact that he basically said he was interested, but then, or asked, he is interested. He asked on a date, but now he's kind of getting cold feet, which to me, that's a red flag. It's like, if you're not ready to do this, then don't ever ask in the first place. It's like Actually, then get off the apps because you're never going to be ready yeah, if you are doing this shit. It's basically like getting cold feet. I feel like a lot of guys do this. They ask you on a date and then they get cold feet because they get nervous. We all get nervous. Simple. There's medicine for it. It's called a bottle of wine before you go. Exactly. Do it. But like. I, I also think so you have to put yourself in your shoes in his shoes. So when do I get cold feet and cancel on a date? It's someone no, I'm, and I'm tr- 
not trying to be rude, but whenever I do it, it's someone that I'm not really that interested in. Mm-hmm. Or there's something like that it, I don't feel like changing my schedule for that person. And so I'll go to like their social media, like their Instagram or something. I'll stalk them and I'll look through it and I'm just looking for a reason not to go. No. Like I'm like, oh, this picture from 2014, um, he's wearing cargo shorts. I'm not going. Yeah, it's like, oh, in this in this video, his mouth made the shape of a trapezoid. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm, I'm not be into going. I'll, yeah. I'll look for anything as well. I think this guy is also a red flag for the fact that it took him a whole day, correct, to respond. The day of the the, the day they suggest they decided on a Monday that they were going to go out, and on Monday he didn't text her and confirm her like, hey, we're still we're meeting. Let's go to this place. She messaged him twice before she got a response. That's like an, such a huge red flag. And you know what other red flag I'm seeing, other than the delayed responses, only utilizing via Snapchat, but also late at night. If someone is only willing to meet up with you late at night, and, and I'm not saying that's this guy's case, this might not be the case with this guy. You know, he may have really wanted to go out and get drinks. But if someone only wants to come to your house late at night where no one can see them going or leaving, it's kind of outside the realm of their day-to-day life. My opinion, that's also a red flag. Because who it's are like, they hiding from? Right. Who are they hiding from? Or, um, and, and I've been on this receiving end. What are they hiding me from? True. And they might just want to hook up. Yeah. And be leading you on to think that it's going to go somewhere more, that they want more when really they want one thing. So my suggestion to you, if they have, if you, there's not a date set up within at the most 48 hours of where you guys are moving to that, kick them to the curb. If they only want to talk to you via Snapchat, Take a, kick them to the curb. If they aren't confirming the date, you're not going on the date. Before you kick them to the curb off Snapchat, send one last super cute thirst trap with the caption that says goodbye and then just delete them. That's so fun. I think that would be really fun. It would be lasting sting that, you know, maybe you'll save the next girl some uh, some stress. But I've had many a guys who want to just Snapchat and me for eternity from an app i still have a guy that's snapchatting me that we matched on an app i'm not kidding when i say like a year and a half ago yeah what i don't get it i don't get it either and i i haven't deleted him yet but i just Mm -hmm. never respond when he snapchats me because i'm like you're so annoying he never even asked me out or anything but he was also someone he did he asked me to in quotes hang out not ask me out listen fellas i'm never gonna just hang out with you yeah on a first date, that sounds like you're literally asking me, <laughs> hey, come over, sit spread eagle, and don't wear underwear. And me, on the other hand, I will hang out on a first date. So if you're if a guy, you message, though, I'm telling you, I think I it's different. Yeah. I've noticed too, using other applications to communicate, is I've been talking to guys before and we we're texting, we're texting, and then suddenly they start using Facebook to talk to me. And I think that that is. A, if you guys haven't figured out by now, we're listing out all the red flags to look out for when you're dating. And that's a huge red flag because... Is when someone just like takes it to like a Facebook or something or DMs instead of texting? They're hiding it. And to go along with that, ever notice how they set their phone? Whenever they set their phone down, if they put the screen down, it is a red flag. And I'm telling you this because I've done it. But it depends on how long you've been dating the person. So like if I go on like a first or second date, I always put my phone down because I could get like a hinge notification or something. And I don't want them to see that. And I'm also not committed to you. So I'm not going to get off the app. So that's the other thing. 
But if it's been like you're going on like multiple dates and mm-hmm. they're still doing that shit, then yeah. Well, I, I'd like to set mine face up the first couple dates so that way if I do get a hinge or scruff or grinder notification, it lets them know that they're replaceable. And I ha- <laughs> they are. And, and that I have many other options. But it's especially, I mean, I feel like setting your phone face down, whether it's short term or super long term, that is a red flag because they're scared that something's going to show up. And if they will never, if they're really weird about handing you their phone, like maybe they'll give it to you, but they're breathing down your neck over your shoulder the entire time. They're scared that you're going to click on something that they don't want you to see. Yeah. And I've done it. I have gone through, I dated a guy and I used my psychic abilities and my intuition and mm-hmm. I knew something was up and I went through his phone. And he walked in on me while I was doing it. He said, and I just set the phone down and just kind of walked away. And he looked at me and said, were you just going through my phone? And I said, yes, yes, I was. (laughs) And the look on his face was like, and I did find some things. He was texting another guy. I mean, this guy had been dating a while. He was texting someone else. And I was obviously very upset. And you know what he said to me? Well, that's what you get for going through my phone. Okay, if this is this the guy that I'm thinking about that you've been date you were dating for like long, long term, like eight months, yeah, yeah, and you were flying constantly to another city every weekend yes. to see him. Yes, yes, yeah. No, that's not your fault. But that was another- you having a cognitive distortion because in your mind you knew he wasn't being he was not a hundred percent committed. To he wasn't you. being a hundred percent honest with me. And if I would have looked at those red flags, such as the way me, he acted with the phone. Can you tell us the other red flag, the major red flag that I was like, Weston, what the fuck are you doing that he did? If it's the one I'm thinking of, and this goes for everyone, whenever you're first dating someone or long-term, I didn't have service. Oh, I fell asleep whenever. And that does happen. Like, trust me, I've had many nights where I went to bed at 6 PM and I slept until 8 AM the next day. But whenever you don't have service for an entire weekend or you aren't getting text messages the entire weekend, your phone broke. And this happens over and over again. They're going off the radar. Red fucking flag. Because guess what? If they want to communicate with you, they will. If your phone breaks and they're really into you, they can send you a text message. And I'm sorry. Yes, you lose service, but you also get it back. Totally. And I, I want to talk about when someone constantly saying they're too busy for text to text you. But before that, the red flag I was referring to. So Weston was going to flying to another city to see this man all the time. He really liked him. They dated for like, what, 10 months or something? It was something like that. And we had history before that, too. So, yeah, there's a lot of history. But towards the end of the relationship, when Weston was traveling to the other city to see him, he was no longer staying in this guy's home. <gasps> oh, my God. How could I forget? I don't know. And guys, this is not the first time. So my my long distance my long term relationship that was long which distance. we've touched on and then I had this long distance I'll I'll just call it a relationship for the sake of it was using that term both it happened in both of those relationships we I used to stay at his house and then suddenly we were getting a hotel every weekend because he lived in a suburb of the city and it wasn't actually in the city and he would stay in the city and he would say that he does this regularly and it, the first time fine it was fun the second time fine and. A Okay, here's the tea. A coworker had just moved in with him, and he told me the coworker was straight. Looking back on it in retrospect, my dumb fucking ass should have just been like, no. And he always said that he felt uncomfortable. He thought it was weird, but I'm like, it's your home. He's living with you. So you shouldn't, if he's not comfortable with me coming over, then he shouldn't be living with you. Totally. So a red flag. He was either, he was hiding something. I don't know what, and I never will. And honestly, I don't want to know because I don't need to go. It's just going to hurt you now. Yeah. I don't need to go crazy. But same thing happened. Um, Yeah. Not staying at the home. 
How could I fucking forget? Yeah. So when it, when you if you have like a long term boyfriend or in long distance, and then all of a sudden they want to get hotels mm-hmm. with you rather than staying at their at their home, mm-hmm. huge red flag. Also, pay attention to if they're reciprocating. Like, it got to the point where I went. How many times did I go out there to see him? I want to say like ten. Oh, you were going like it every was a weekend. Lot. He came and visited me one time. Yeah. Once. And that was a red flag. Like huge red I, flag. I, I, at the and time, whenever he did come, he was so um disengaged. The yes, time. like you could just tell that like he said he had a lot of work to do, which I was like, fine, like work. But then I finally convinced him to go to the Nelson Atkins Museum one weekend when he was here. Or the the weekend he was here, excuse me. And he was Which well, is like a really cool area in Kansas City and a museum. Right. They have like all these sculptures and shit. And I also knew he liked that stuff. So when we got there, he's like, Why man, I wish we would have come here sooner. I wish we would have done more of this this weekend. And I was like, You dumbass. I was trying to get you out of the house, but you thought Kansas City just had nothing to offer compared to your city. Totally. Ugh, and I want to wipe my ass with that red flag. I've got my rose colored <laughs> I have got my rose colored glasses off people. <laughs> you love wearing your rose colored glasses uh, though. Now now I'm like a fucking bull. I see red and I charge at it. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if that metaphor worked. I'm the opposite of a bull. I see red and I go the other way. Yeah. Maybe wait, no, I am the red flag. And you're wearing red today. Literally. Only fitting. Blood red. <laughs> I can't. Okay, so now to go back to this literally just happened to me. Going back to when a guy tells you that he's too busy to text. This has happened to me so many times. Because it really does happen all the time. The guy is pulling away from you and the girl senses it or the guy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I, this last time I was like, hey, I feel like you're pulling away and you're not interested anymore. If you're not, just let me know. And he was like, no, no, no. I'm still interested all this shit. So I was like, okay. I called him out on his bullshit. It's going to get better. No, he still was sending me like one text a day, which if you're truly busy, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But it would be at like nighttime and he would say, sorry, I was super busy today. So I was just on pins and needles for the past 24 hours waiting for a text back, not knowing if I was going to get one. And I couldn't do it anymore. And I had to and I just I I texted him and I was like, hey, I don't like how your communication style is making me anxious. And Mm -hmm. the only thing I can do is remove myself from the situation. So I am. I hope the best for you. Goodbye. Because that's how I felt. Because someone saying they're too busy to text is such a red flag. And I don't think you're ever too busy to send a text and say in the morning, hey, super busy today. Most people Won't don't work more than eight-hour shifts, and they definitely don't work more than 12-hour 12, 12 shifts. And you can't so. tell me during the entire day you didn't find five minutes, really two minutes to send a text. Yeah. No. You had that. You had those minutes you didn't care enough to. Oh. I mean, it's very easy to say, hey, I'm super busy today, but I'm thinking about you. Smiley face. Make I'll, me I'll text melt. you tonight. Make my bussy wet. That's what'll do it. And just let just me know. so you guys know, he said bussy. That is butt pussy. Or boy pussy. I like butt pussy. Hmm. Also, there's mussy, man pussy. Mm, I think I like pussy better. I don't know. I like mm. them both. Whatever. So I, there's just, to <laughs> me personally, there's never an excuse not to text. Red flag, someone that uses the word pussy. <laughs> <laughs> or mussy. <laughs> All the above. Yeah. Do, you, do you ever, like, if you actually like a guy, mm-hmm. are you ever going to be too busy to text or are you going to respond? Never. Exactly. The, on- the only time I am very delayed in my response is... Usually when I like him a lot and I want him to like me and I get anxious and I don't know what to respond back, but I still respond and I make sure it's timely. If it's not timely, 
I make sure that I cover my bases, be like, I'm so, so sorry, and then I'm conscious to not let it happen again or continuously. Yep. And this goes to long-term relationships, too. When people, when they're taking forever to text you back, mm-mm. And communication is key because there's been times where I've had guys that, and, and I believe them, as cynical as I am, that they're like, well, I didn't text you this weekend because I knew you were with your friends and I didn't want to bother you. So I think that if, if that communication is kind of there, but they're still maybe sending you a good morning text a couple whenever you're no longer away for the weekend or something, I think that's what thing. It all has to be a balance. So they don't text you one day and you're still getting to know each other. Not a big deal. But then the next day they send you a good morning text. They they just need to show that they're involved and invested. And I think it also goes back to if from the beginning you guys weren't texting every day, but you they were constantly making an effort mm-hmm. to make a date, that's fine. When the style changes, the texting or communication style changes, mm-hmm. that's when it's a big red flag. So if they start were te- at one point texting you every day, and then all of a sudden they're stopped, red flag, something's changing, they're pulling away. And that's why now Bitsy and I have actually started requiring down payments before going on a date because we need to make sure that we have something invested in it for whenever you start pulling away from us. Yeah. Well, they have something invested like it, so we can take it, right? You're right. So they have something invested. Yeah. Guys, I, I was never good at economics or financial stuff. I mean, you should... No, he barely passed. It was honestly so embarrassing. You should see the bottom line on my budget. <laughs> Not good. Not good at all. But that's like pretty much most of our phone, I feel like, uh, red flags. If, I don't know. I can go on for days. Like I, I, I have so many red flags. I mean, the phone thing, it's just... Goes the phones on. are our greatest passion, but our biggest enemy. It really is. It can bring people together and it can tear people apart. It's it, Robots, this is how they're going to divide us, I think. AI. They're probably listening right now and they're like, shit, PSA's on to us. And they're like, damn, those, gr- those girls are smart. Yeah. I like that girl, but the one with the deeper voice, he needs to shut up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever I start talking, everyone's like, God, fuck, I hate it when he talks. I, I wish heard, he would shut up. I heard people mute it whenever you go. A red flag when someone shakes their ass in underwear on their Instagram and then they lose five followers. That happened to me. <laughs> I'm the red flag. When West, when we posted that picture of Weston or boomerang of Weston and his PSA undies that were five sizes too small, he lost some followers. We did, but you know what? They were not dedicated anyway. They weren't true followers. They clearly haven't listened to some of the more graphic and explicit episodes. No, 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 no. Because yeah. they would have been gone long ago. True. So I have a full list of red flags. Do you want me to just continue? Um, I would on- like to hear them, yes. Um. This is a huge one. I would say this is my number one. What? No job. Oh, well, well, Weston, duh. Consistently no job. There, I have dated guys that have genuinely like been in between jobs. Genuinely, and then they get one and they stick with it. That's normal. That happens. And I know I joke a lot about money and all this other shit. But in all honesty, as long as you're doing something that you love, I really don't care what you do as long as you have a job. And this is something I had to learn every single crazy person and when I say crazy I don't mean like the fun crazy like oh my god they blacked out and called me 12 times I mean like crazy throwing rocks through your bedroom window in your car windows that happened to Weston and we'll dive into uh, that another day one day like vandalizing your shit abusing you stalking you that kind of crazy blackmailing you all which has happened to you all which has happened to me guys I've y'all saw that movie obsessed yeah I lived it um all those guys that were like that could not hold down a job. Stability. And, the, of course, 
they tried to pull the, the wool over my eyes, if you will. And, and you let them. I, you well, love having it pulled the over The first eyes. time it happened, it was like, I was just so naive and manipulated. And I was like, oh, like he, you know, they're just working on their schooling or whatever. The second time, I told them, I said, I will not date you unless you have a job. Well, I, was, I started thinking with my penis head and not the head on my shoulders and got myself into predicament. But literally, no matter what they tell you, if it's consistently they don't have a job, then that's a huge red flag. But I've dated a guy that was in between jobs, got one, and it, he stuck with it. And so that was an instance where I think that he genuinely just switched jobs. Because that does happen. People pivot in their careers, like us. Right. Yeah, it's what we're doing right we're now. We're trying. Yeah, trying really hard to become influencers and not work in IT. Um, no, this one's not, this is a really harsh red flag. And Lord forgive me, if I'm probably already going to hell, but just don't send me to the worst part. But no friends. Oh, like they don't. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Yeah, explain it because we've talked about this before, and I feel like you've explained it really well. Well, I'm. What I was gonna say is, having no. So like, let's say you just moved to a city where you didn't know anyone mm-hmm. and you don't have any friends totally get it that's okay however i don't want to date you because i can't have you be me being the connection to your life in a new city and you being friends with all my friends like that's a lot of pressure or stealing my friends for whenever we break up and they all like you more than they like me that would never happen to me (laughs) but i could totally see it happening to you i agree um no but that's like that's something that i just can't do because that's exhausting for me and then it's also just like a lot of pressure on a relationship but also when you don't have a friendship like in a long a long-term friendship like me and Weston we've been Mm -hmm. friends for eight years like if you don't have a friend that's has even a couple years like I want you to have some long-term friends to me it's a red flag because it's like people choose to be around you right like they you choose to be my friend why don't people want to choose to be your friend why should I choose to date you right and and even if they move to a new city they would be able to say oh my friends back home my friends back home this friend but whenever and most people have friends, but I'm talking about like at least one, two really good friends that they can right. talk about and en- engage with. And, or someone that's like bouncing around friend groups a lot. It's like, why do you keep changing friend groups? What's the common denominator here? What's going on? I mean, it does happen to where you just kind of keep falling into the wrong crowd a couple times. But it does get to a point that it's like, it, it's a red flag. It, it, is. it is. I agree. On to the next one. One of my favorites. <laughs> what is it? Hard drugs. And we're not talking like Molly. No, I'm talking, and and we're talking drug abuse, not like recreational usage, like people that abuse drugs. Like Like meth, heroin. Yeah, meth, heroin. Um, Those are red flags. Obviously, there are people, and and I'm speaking from my experience, there are people who are in not good places in their lives, and they pull themselves out of it, and they never go back into it. Yes, that that happens. It's, It's recovery. But I think you have to look for signs when you're getting to know someone, whether they've had a past or they say they do it every now and then. Like, I think it's really important to look for signs to see to see if it's something that they're abusing. And, and this is kind of a person by person basis. Maybe you don't care. This is for me. It would be a red flag because, like I said, my experience is same thing with steroids. Maybe you don't care if your man's doing steroids. But if you do, I think that that could be a red flag because it's not going to work out if that's going to be something that divides you. Totally. And I also can't have someone who has like is addicted to any sort of drug because I have a very addictive personality Mm. and it would be like that and I could be addicted to something. I don't know. It just hasn't happened yet. I know. Because I I don't do drugs. Well, also a lot of times with addiction to anything, that addiction comes first. You know, so like, like, for example, I'm addicted to caffeine. 
I will always choose caffeine. I know. Starbucks, and I will still be an hour late to a very important appointment or meeting, dick appointment, date, you name it. I'm going to be late because guess what? I'm choosing that caffeine over you. That's very, And that's my only real addiction, I think. I remember, so... Um, I, when you know, like when it was cool, maybe you didn't because you grew up in a really small town. It was cool for my, me and my high school friends to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. So I would. There was this like place in St. Louis where I'm from. Um, this like kind of sketchy part where I could buy not only um, alcohol but cigarettes with my 16 year old ID. Like I would show my 16 year old ID and they would give it to and me. And they were just like, "Here you go. Yep. Go, go bang some heaters. Have so, fun. Yep." And so I would buy like cigarettes because I was like the one that looked older and stuff for my friends. And one time. And I would always, like, you know, fake inhale on the cigarettes, like, never mm-hmm. anything real. One time, I was, like, of course, in my cheerleading uniform, smoking a six. I'm right. a badass. Anyways, um, She's I... She's a pink lady. I, I found myself wanting, like, craving a cigarette. And then I was, like, I can never do this again because I'm going to be addicted to it because yeah. I have an addictive personality. Yeah. I mean, I love nicotine. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, I've, I've dipped. I've smoked cigarettes. And I, I love it all. I try not to do it. But every now and then, Drunk Weston gets just a little urge to, you know, sneak out the back and maybe just inhale a little bit of smoke. Oh, if someone puts a cigarette in my face when I'm drinking, I'm like, give me five. I mean, we actually don't even have to tell our listeners this. It's on our Instagram from when oh we were in London. Oh, my God. You're right. Well, <laughs> speaking of addictions, I played roulette once, and I think about it every day to this day. It was so much fun. Yes. Me and one of my uh, – our good friend, Annie, she showed me how to play – and it was the most dramatic. I felt like I was on like a game show and I was making it to the next round. I only won like $30. And, hey, but, but for that, us, that's I, a game changer. That's what, 300 pennies? That's a lot, dude. I'm really proud know, of you. Thank you. I'll and give I you some of my money. Let's go. I Let's can't go. wait to go back. And I just, Let's go to the casino tonight, baby. I know. It's, it's about that hour. It's <laughs> uh, 10.56 p.m. Central. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, this so one, what else do you have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The list keeps going on. Yeah, keep, keep on going. Don't worry. If, if we need to cut down the time, we can. Or if you guys want a longer episode, we're giving it to you on a silver platter. Actually, um, on an SD card. But I didn't include this in, when in with the phones because there's some social media that's strictly laptop. Keeps their social media hidden. What I'd, social media is strictly laptop? I mean, no one gets on LinkedIn on their phone, do they? Yeah, they do. There's an app. Okay, well, fine. Maybe we should have talked about this with the phones. Idiot. but. Social media keeps it hidden. I'm not saying someone that doesn't have it. If you don't have social media, honestly, good for you. No, red flag. Why don't you have social media? What are you hiding? Why don't you want people to find you? Any social media, yes. I'm talking about like if you have Instagram and Snapchat, but you don't have Facebook. I don't think that's a big Uh, deal. Yes. But yeah, if you have nothing, if you're totally off the grid. You're a walking dildo and red flag. You're a wild card. But keeps your social media hidden from you. So one of these guys who also surprise turned out to be crazy i knew his name i looked for him on facebook he was like you'll never find me you'll never find me little did he know i knew his middle name because what i like to do with guys is name their penis their middle name so i always ask are you being serious yeah i think it's so much fun are you wait are you actually being serious yeah i'll like if i'm hooking up with someone i'll be like what's your middle name and then they'll be like wade and then i'll look at their wiener and say is wade happy to see me it's funny, and then they usually get really insecure. You have so many more problems than I even realized. Remember when I said to triple your counseling appointments? <laughs> Quadruple them. <laughs> Quadruple them. <laughs> it's fun. It, well, actually, usually they laugh. They always think it's funny. But, but I always get stumped whenever they go by their middle name, so then I have to name their 
man part their first name. Okay, I'm, I just, I'm... Do you you never nicknamed a penis before? No. The one I'd snake, I'd rather not. That There's your nickname right there. <laughs> Actually, that's a good idea. Stick with one nickname for all of your boyfriends. That way, you never get them mixed up. That's true. Anyways, so since I knew his middle name, um, thanks to his phallus, I typed it into Facebook, his first and middle name, found him like that. Did not add him. I He dropped me off at my friend's house. It was a like a one-night stand at the time. And I go to show him. He had already blocked me. <gasps> but we continued to have like conversations in a some form of a relationship onward. And I thought that was so weird. That is incredibly weird. Surprise. He also didn't have a job. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's so, so fucking weird. So keeps your social media hidden. Red flag. And keeps you off of their social media. So if you're long-term dating, and I'm I'm not saying that they should be posting you everywhere, plastering no, you to their stories. No, but they need to post something. But after it's been a while, if you guys are doing something fun and they don't want to post you at all, once again, hiding something, and they are. They got that red flag waving high and tall. Um, Another red flag. Well, I find a red flag. You go on one of like your, your first date with someone. Brings up an ex-girlfriend. Brings up an ex-boyfriend. Girl, that's on my list. That is a huge red flag. It says flag. constantly bring up, brings up ex on my list. Yes. Don't you agree? I mean, mm-hmm. if it's for if it's for the sake of a story and for some reason you have to bring them up, I guess okay. No. I guess okay, but and really... And maybe even acknowledge like, oh, sorry, I don't mean to bring this up, but... Or here's an idea. Change it from being a story with you and your ex to being a story with you and a friend. So simple. Yeah. Why don't you do that? Like, to me, it's like you're just not over your ex. It's a huge red flag. And I can't be with someone who's still hanging on to someone else. I agree. Very big red flag. Or it's if, if it's not because they're not over their ex, it's because they don't have really an identity of their own. So they don't know what else to talk about. Because guess what? They're going to start talking about you to the next person they date. You're so right. And I mean, well, a lot of people do talk about me to the next person they date. They're like this crazy bitch. No, I think you fall into the red flag of secret relationships. They keep you a secret. (laughs) That's a red flag as well. (laughs) They're like, come over at at 11 p.m. at night. You up at 2 a.m. Then send you packing right before work. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, it constantly brings up X. Um, I think this one you can definitely um, feel passionately about. What is it? I'm being anxiety. Moving too fast. <sighs> Guys, you know this has been a problem for me lately. Yeah. I mean, do we and, ne- and it's proven to be a red flag. <laughs> it's a red flag because like Bitsy has said in the past, if they're going to move that fast in, they'll move even faster out. Exactly. And that's what's happened to me like the past two guys that I dated. Yeah. We've got a few more. <laughs> Surprise. Oh God, what else? Um, gifts. I, I had to put this one in there and you know I did. Guys, if you have someone bring you a, I'm not talking about flowers. I'm talking about a gift, um, something engraved per se on a first date. Run. Run the other direction. Use it as a, a weapon, throw it at yeah. them and run. Or if it's a second date. Run. Run. Like it be, I'm not talking about something small. Like if they got you like a chocolate, like that's cute. I'm talking like a serious actual present actually i'm saying any gift if you bring me any sort of gift flowers on a first date i'm just gonna throw them away no i would also say if you're if you have a tiff with them and they start showering you with gifts that's a red flag as well i would like those i I take the gifts but it's also kind of i think it might fall into a form of abuse because they're trying to make manipulating you right they're manipulating you feeling like now you owe them something for getting all the gifts me i kept them and then ghosted them 
as they deserved. We'll get into Weston's, you know, you can, as you guys can tell, he has a personal connection to this story. And we will share this one day, but we don't have the <laughs> emotional capacity. I don't have the emotional if, capacity. If we open Pandora's box right now, I'm not sure I can stuff everything back in. At this point, our listeners are like, holy fucking shit, what have you been through with all of these different experiences? Yeah. Weston's like, someone says they casually do meth every once in a while, and everyone's like, people say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I dated a guy, he was really into air duster but he was hot no um rude to white staff oh of course red flag. red flag that's a red flag if you're friends with someone that's a red flag if you're dating someone that's just a horrible fucking person because they just don't respect or treat people with respect red flag nothing in common don't try to force something that's not there if it's strictly physical acknowledge it maybe get what you want out of it and Move on. Move on. I mean, I feel like it, this has happened to me too, guys, where I've gone on dates with a guy who we don't have things in common and we're not, we're definitely not a match, but I was reaching so far because I wanted someone that bad. And you just have to acknowledge that within yourself and then be like, whoa, what's going on? Like they order lasagna on the date and you're like, oh my God, I had lasagna one time when I was six years old. That's crazy. We have so much in common. Yeah. And they're like, I went outside today and I was like, stop, I went outside today. <laughs> like, I hate Nickelback. Oh my God, I hate, hate Nickelback. Nickelback. Like, yeah, just suddenly you have so much in common. Right, right. Oh. So you do have to watch out for that because I think it's easy um, just because, like, even if, cause, okay, also sometimes you realize on date five that you don't have things in common that you thought you did, but you've already invested so much time. And so you're like, well, it's it's easier even for me just now to keep dating mm-hmm. him for a little bit than to break up with him and date someone new. Right. This I agree. This is definitely one of those red flags that's harder to spot because you're not going to know if you have a lot in common with someone on the first date. You might know that you have nothing in common, but I don't feel like many people go on a first date and like, wow, we had so much in common. I know it happens, but it usually is one of those red flags that shows up later. Yeah, totally. So It's a hard one to spot. Once you spot it, you think you just have to end it rather than staying with them because it's easier. So I have one more on on my extensive list. Guys, as soon as we had the emailed question and then we started talking about red flags, you know, off, off the air... I, I was just, my mind was just immediately sparked and I thought of all the red flags that I've looked past. And so that's how I got this list. But the last one I have is someone that doesn't share anything with you. So make sure that when you're dating someone and you're sharing your, your interests, your hopes, your dreams, your intentions, your childhood traumas, your insecurities, you're sharing so much with them. Make sure that that's being reciprocated mm-hmm. and they're sharing with you because knowledge is power and you want to make sure that it's a it's a mutualistic dating even if it doesn't work out like make sure they're sharing things with you because once again if they're not they're a red flag what are they hiding i feel like for me though it has to, it depends on what date it's on um when they're sharing things with you because i it takes me a while before like i open up about real things to people it's not gonna be on the first date when i'm like spilling my soul it's probably gonna be like the 20th date I actually think a red flag would be if you spilt your soul on the first date. Totally. That would be a red flag. But I think like for people dating, just making sure it's the same pace. Yeah. So if they open up on your wedding night, that's when you open up. If they open (laughs) up on the 10th time hanging out, that's kind of when you open up. No, yeah, I agree. 
Um, so a red flag for me that wouldn't necessarily, well, actually maybe it would because people are taking on the war against straight people. (laughs) (laughs) Breeders, get them out of here. (laughs) No, but a real red flag for me is like I've said before, guys, if you, if if someone I'm dating is not comfortable with LGBTQ plus community, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to date you. But I've had guys where I, I make that very known Mm -hmm. whenever I'm even messaging someone or something just because I'm sick and tired of guys saying they're comfortable and not but then that still happens they'll say they're comfortable and then they'll make a comment like the Mm -hmm. last guy that i had told you guys about that i had to break up with my serious one week relationship he (laughs) knew about like equality is a big thing for me Mm -hmm. told me he supports it all this stuff blah 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 and then i wasn't gonna tell you this but now i will made a comment um about how he didn't know about like guys having anal sex he was like is it weird that I don't even want to count that as sex? And I was like, yeah, because it is sex. <sighs> I know. I know. So, like, small-minded and dumb. So, a red flag to me is, like, making any kind of comment like that and that I sometimes look past and then I'm like, wait, no, 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 Because th- they obviously have something against it and they're just pretending they don't. Right. And that would constitute as lies. Yeah. Someone lies, whether it be about their age, their views, beliefs on things. Red flag, especially catching lies that early. In yeah, a, in a it's just it's just annoying. It's like I, I no. I, let's uh, call him right now on air. It, according to the Bible, it's sodomy, and <laughs> sodomy is an unnatural sex act. So all my sodomites, put your hands in the air like you just don't care. And you notice how he said sex act. It's still sex. Yeah, it's still sex. Ugh, I I'll send him a link to my to my page. Um, so how many red flags? do you think are deal breakers and is there any that we've covered that is just a total deal deal breaker where if they didn't have any other red flags but that one you're like hell no um so i think it all depends on the person really truly it does but i mean for me like the the last deal breaker is if you're not comfortable with the Mm -hmm. lgbtq plus community that's a deal breaker that's not just a red flag that's something that's i'm passionate about tons of friends and that you if you, you won't fit in with my life yeah. But another one, well, there's just so many that were just red flags that can't, I mean, if you continue dating someone and let's say they're constantly not texting you back or mm-hmm. saying they don't have time for texting, that's a deal breaker. It, you that know, red flag just makes it hard to move past it. Yeah. It's like I can't move past even building something with you because you don't even have the opportunity. Right. Really. I think for me, it's it's definitely a combination. There's not all red flags or deal breakers. I think that... It depends on the ones that you possess on if we could maybe work past those or maybe it's just like one of those things that I can look past. One that's a deal breaker for me is also the equality thing. If you're racist and you're like, if you're one of those gay guys, that's like, um, you know, I mean, there's racist gays out there. It is what it is. I can't date you because I'm just, I don't agree with that at all. And I never will. And I might whip your ass for it. So I'm not trying to catch a case. So I'm not going to date you. Uh, Also, the job one is that big for me. I think that if you consistently don't have a job and I'm not talking about students, of course. Yeah, that's a deal breaker for me That's a deal breaker for me. Drugs is a deal breaker for me as well. Like hardcore drugs at the time, deal Mm -hmm. breaker. Um, I can't even remember. You went over so many. I mean, lessons. guys, we could publish a coffee table book on the red flags that and we have. And maybe we will. Oh my god, that'd be so cute! Like, and there'll be pictures the, of us, and, and we'll yes. be like, and now we have this red flag. 
pictures and then on one the other side of the page it just says just what the red flag is and then we'll sell rose colored glasses oh my god I can see it now and honestly Weston we can have a book that's based on just our personal red flags like the red flags you give off and the red flags I give off oh my god and that's how we're wrapping up the episode and that's how we're gonna do it folks we are analyzing each other and we are telling all of you what our own personal red flags are. Well, what I think Weston's red flags are and what Weston thinks my red flags are. Yes. And if you guys have been listening, boys never look past Pitsy's red flags. They never ever do. Mine, it's just like, I, they, they don't can't see wait it. till past them. They the, can't wait. All they see is rainbow flags. No red. Exactly. No red here. I do not get it. No. I'm actually the guy holding the red and they're the bull coming after the red. There. That works. I got it to work. This is so annoying. Okay. Do you want to go first or me? I want you to go first. Okay. So you black out a lot. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, That could be seen as a red flag. Of course, I'm your best friend and I love you. So my immediate response, if someone has an issue with your drinking habits, is immediately going to be grow up if you can't handle her at her worst or her best, because I consider that one of your best at your best sometimes, then you don't deserve her at her best. I can't say I disagree. Um, but my thing is, it's like, I don't drink that often. But my problem is when I do drink, it is in excess. You don't hold back. No. And so it's like, I might go out once a month, but that one time I go out, it's too much. Balls to the walls. Yeah. I would say a red flag for you, and you've been very open about this red flag, Look me in the eyes when you say this. I'm you, scared. You punish guys for their delayed texts. And I've done this before, too. But you are committed to the punishment. And, I, you know, they, te- they take an hour to text you back. You take two. And I, I don't know if the guys you've dated are smart enough to catch on to that. If they are, that they would realize what else, what other forms of punishment. You actually like to punish people. That's one of your red flags. You like to punish people. I've been punished by you before, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I I mean, in what way haven't I been punished by you? <laughs> I put a dish in the wrong spot, and then suddenly it just ends up in my room somewhere. <laughs> so if that's a red flag for the guys, they need to realize that you are you will get your revenge, and you will always get your revenge. And it's usually pretty timely. Like, my, my revenge <laughs> simmers, and it could take a couple years. Yours is timely. They're going to get it pretty soon. That could be a red flag. Um, Another red flag. We've talked about this one as well. How many do I have? I'll stop with this one. You can get in your own head and overthink. And how do I put this lightly? Jump to conclusions. That's just fun, though. I love jumping to conclusions. The little the scenarios in your head, you could write a romance fiction novel sometimes. I do. And that's it. So if there's any uh, straight guy listeners out there that want to date my friend Bitsy, there you go. There you She's have it. She's a total catch. She is a total catch. No, but I agree. Like, drinking in excess, um, I whenever someone does take a long time to text me back, I might not ever text them back because that's how annoyed it makes me. And I can see the, the whole punishing people. I want them to know how I feel. The punishing people's real. We need to we need to dive into that. You're coming to one of my next counseling sessions. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, you remember when I said I got punished and put in the corner? She did it. <laughs> yeah. And then I do get in my head. 
because that's just something fun but also terrifying it's like what black hole am i going to enter today yeah it's hard not to do but jumping to conclusions is listed as a cognitive distortion and the list of things that i was given by my counselor (laughs) great Great, all right thanks guys for listening to our episode it's all over nope and so now i'm going to go into weston's red flags god damn it i was trying to get out of this so obviously weston's one of weston's red flags is also his binge drinking i know my limits and i like to push them you do So, yeah, that's definitely a red flag. And while mine's a red flag, mine is much less often than yours. Yeah, mine's pretty much every Saturday. Yeah. But that's it's it's okay. It just can be a red flag when someone sees you blacked out eating pizza at the pizza place. It's not pretty. I can't. I've seen you eating pizza sober and it scares me. So I can only imagine what you look like. I just love the idea of whiskey and trouble together and then um your second red flag is going to be (laughs) don't look so scared um you can be very pessimistic about relationships and think the worst of people that you're dating which is a blinding for you because it it stops you from seeing what's really there and while you're being pessimistic you're also missing red flags because you're not seeing the real red flags you're making up the worst red flags that aren't even there you know what i'm saying you're right I, I, I am very cynical. I'm, yeah. That is something I need to work on. I expect the worst outcome out of people and situations. And that yeah. is like really something that. And then you think it and you think you, you like think it into existence, even though sometimes it doesn't happen and sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it's not usually as bad as you, th- you think. And another red flag. Oh, the list goes on. You Always go after guys that you know there's no future with and you don't see a future with them because you want it to end, I think. You think I'm addicted to ending relationships. You love ending relationships and you love doing it dramatically. (sighs) Shit. You might be right. I should have brought my journal for this to write all these down. (laughs) Good thing it's recorded. Yeah, good thing that now everyone knows what to look out for. I don't know. I'm pretty scared about my red flags. It's going to scare off a lot of people. I know, but we, you know, our goal with this is not only entertainment, but to be authentic because I know that people have to be able to relate. There has to be other people that do those exact same things. And everyone has red flags. If you think you don't, that's saying that you're perfect. And you're not. You're not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just you have to be conscious of them and know how to navigate life. Okay, but yeah, I don't want us to go over our own red flags again in an episode. I think this was the only episode where we'll yeah. do that. And who knows? Maybe we'll delete it later. Yeah, who knows? So we if really you're listening can't. now, enjoy it. Um, yeah. but the, so that was going to conclude our episode for today. Yes, we know we didn't end with the Time is Up episode, or Time is Up segment. We have been doing Pride Month last month, and today we thought it was very important for us to get our red flags out there. So we will get back to doing that next week. But thank you guys so much for listening. You know what to do. Tell a friend, tell a foe, screenshot it, put it as your Insta story, follow us, PSA podcast, hit us up with an email so we can do more questions at hello at at hello at PSA podcast.com. And as always visit our website. We love you guys. Love you.